morning, good morning, and happy Sabbath. Like David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Let us stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit today as we sing Sabbath rest. We set our work aside. We set our work aside. For now we leave our cares Sabbath rest. Sabbath rest. Oh God, on this your holy day, this your holy day. Oh God, we come here to give we you some praise. On your on day, God, this day, this day of Sabbath everybody. God is good and all the time. Oh, God is good and all the time. Amen. God is truly worthy to be praised in this house this morning. want to take an opportunity to welcome you here at Tabernacle of Praise. But we here, we love to praise the name of the Lord. We want to welcome you who are viewing with us online. We praise God for you. And you who are viewing in the physical space. We praise God for you. I'm looking around. Do we have anyone visiting with us for the first time? Anyone visiting with us for the first time? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're all family. We're all family. Amen. You may take your seats um, in the house today. We praise God for you. Um, thank God for life, health, and strength and covering us. Anybody had a challenging week this week? Anybody had a rough week? Amen. Just a, just a, just a praise team, I guess. Just a choir. Amen. I hear it all in the back. I hear it all in the back. Um, but we praise God for bringing us through this week. Amen. Another week. We're in October. My Lord, this is October number one. Amen. It's here. The leaves are falling. The weather is changing. He said it's beautiful. Yeah, I like the, I like the look. Not the feel. 
But we praise God. Do we have any birthdays in the in the month of October here? Anyone celebrating? We have one in the back. Amen. Well, we praise God for you. What day is that, Brother Carlos? Next Sabbath. So we keeping up keeping up with the head deacon who had a birthday last Sabbath. Amen. So all the deacons, who what deacon birthday is is after you? Amen. But we praise God for you. We want to just do as our, as our custom. Um, we want to just sing happy birthday to all of us that are celebrating birthdays in the month of October. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Amen. And many more and many more. We celebrate you. Any anniversaries? Are we celebrating anniversaries? Right here, right here Pastor. In the back. They said right here. Turn around, Pastor. Here at, amen. Today. Today. October 1st. October 1st. 39 years. 39 years. Come on, speak that thing. Amen. And your hand went up too, Elder. 27, nine years. Now, I, I, I don't think we have an a anniversary song. I know there's one out there. <laughs> but we're not going there, amen? But we, <laughs> but we celebrate all of our anniversaries as well in the month of October. This is a beautiful month, October. We'll be celebrating and um, engaging in our revival this month as well. So this is a busy month, October the what, everybody? October the 29th. You know, that's kind of dangerous sometimes when you say that. You know, you say, what, what date, everybody? And it get, it get quiet on us. <laughs> but we got it. We got it. Amen. October 29th. And we're going to run all the way to November the 12th. And so we want you to mark your calendar. And tell a friend. Amen. Tell a friend. Tell a foe. Amen. We're trying to leave here. We're trying to go to that place not made with hands. Uh, they got your name on it. Amen. So we want to be engaging as we celebrate birthdays and anniversaries and as we prepare for our revival. And as we look to go out into our community, we'll have flyers coming in the next couple of weeks where we'll be able to share those dates and be able to get out into our community and let them know what we're doing here at Tabernacle of Praise. So we praise God for you. Um, I believe that's it for me. I don't think I'm leaving out anything. Um, but if you can just take a moment and bow your heads as we offer up a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. Thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. Forgive us again of our, our sins. Cleanse us from within. And allow us to reflect you in everything we say and do. Thank you again for the Sabbath. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
the great I am. He's the great I am. He's the holy one. He's the holy one. He's the holy one. He's the holy one. You're the holy one. You're the holy one. like what you've been through. Yeah. You didn't sound like what you've been through. Somebody know what we're talking about in here. He's the Holy One. Oh my God. As we gather our hearts and our thoughts as we prepare for prayer, it's good to know that we're taking all of our concerns and all of our petitions and we land them at the feet of the Holy One, the great I am, uh, the one that sees all things and understands all things, dictates what happens to us. What am I saying? Nothing can come upon us unless he gives it permission. I thank God that he weighs it all out. That whatever I'm experiencing or going through in my life, that God has already ordained a plan for my escape. Yes, yes, I just have to trust him yes. in the midst of it all. Oh, yes. And so we come before the throne and we lay our petitions before the throne of God. Um, I received a text this morning. We want to pray for... I believe it's uh, Ch Chanel or Sherelle, I believe it is. I want to remember her in prayer. Um, we also want to remember our church family in prayer. For yes. we know that God is a very present help in the time of storm. I want to get her name correct. couple of them this morning, but we want to remember our family, our friends, Nichelle, Nichelle, thank you, Nichelle, we want to remember her this morning, we want to remember all of our students, all of our children that are away from home, this is a very challenging time for them, I know in our house, our daughters, we get phone calls and I tell you, this isn't the, this isn't the the 80s or the 90s. 2022 has produced some situations that our young people are facing that is it's just overwhelming just to think about it. And so as we gather our hearts and our thoughts for those that choose to come close to the altar, we do welcome you. But for those of you that choose to remain in your seat, um, we ask if you can reverently kneel as we approach the throne of God. It is prayer time.
Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we're so thankful and so privileged to be able to come before you on this platform. Again, Father, every time we come, we come understanding and knowing that we are not deserving, but you have saw fit to allow us to come to this space. And so we come with thanksgiving in our hearts and praise on our lips. But Father, we are asking, oh God, before we go any further, to ask that you will forgive us of our sins. We ask, oh God, that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're asking, oh God, that you will cover us with your righteous hand. And that you will continue to lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. Oh Father, we can't make it without you. Oh Father, we can't even think a thought without you. We can't move a muscle. So, Father, we're asking that you will step in our circumstances and move in our space. Throw your weight around. Shake us up, O oh God. That when we leave here, O oh God, we will know that we have been in the presence of a mighty God. Let these not just be words that fall from the lips of a man. But let this be words, O oh God, that touch the heart of heaven. And believing through the power of prayer that changes things. That prayer changes things. Prayer moves mountains. And so, Father, we are asking that you will come in right now. We're asking that you will hover over this congregation and move through each pew and touch each heart and each mind. And whatever issue that we're dealing with this morning, that, that you will take it away. But, Father, if you choose to leave us in this condition, oh God, we pray that you will strengthen us. That you will keep us in the midst of the fire. If you choose not to take us out of the world, but leave us in the world, Father, we pray that you will cover us every step of the way. Oh, Father God, we pray for our dear sister Nichelle this morning who, who needs your touch, who needs your direction, who needs your guidance this morning, who needs to know that you are a God that is not inflicting pain for your glory. But all things work together for the good of them who, who love you and who are called according to your purpose. So I pray, oh God, in a very special way that Michelle will be able to find your heart. And that her heart and your heart will touch and agree. And that you will do a new thing in her life. That you will now see, that she will now see that you are a loving God. That you are a God that cares about our aches and our pain. Oh, Father God, we pray for our young people today. Our young people who are away at college and even those that are here in this physical space. We pray for our teachers and our leaders, oh God. We pray for those that are in the health field, mental health field. We pray for those that are in the physical health field. I have to deal with sickness and death and hurt and pain. Father, I pray your strength over them as well. Lord, Father God, we ask that you will cover our revival that is coming up. Lord, we pray that you will step in right now and that you will show yourself strong. Father God, it's not about us, but it is about you. It's about depopulating hell and populating heaven. So, Father, move now, God. Do what you do. That when we leave here, we will know that we have visited with you. Speak to us through thy word, for thy word is truth. 
And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. But the people of God say amen, amen. and amen again. Amen. I just wanted to share a testimony with you for our stewardship time. How many of us have given our word that we were going to do something and then we were not able to fulfill that? Have mercy. No hands? Everybody keeps their word every time they say they're going to do something? Well, let me tell you, God keeps his word. He keeps his promises to us. And the Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. So everything that he says comes to pass. Everything he speaks is done. When he commands, it stands fast. So I told the Lord in our conversation, our time that we fellowship together in the morning, I said, God, if you will just open up the windows of heaven, if I am faithful to you, so that I can be a testimony to someone else of your graciousness and your goodness, let me just be a testimony for you. So I promised the Lord, I said, I'm going to give 10-10. I'm going to give 10-10, and on top of that, I'm going to give 5% to another uh, ministry in the church. I started doing that about a year ago. And let me tell you, instead of having less money, I have more money. God has just opened up the floodgates. And he's come in ways that I didn't even know existed. Checks have just shown up in the mail. You know, people have just called and said, I've got some things. Uh, you have a business? I want to donate some things to you. Things have shown up on my porch from people that I, I didn't realize were bringing anything. And just yesterday, we got an a, a, a email from someone that said, um, you have a business, are you interested in getting some items from us? And my daughter responded, well, yeah, depending on what it is. So the lady had a, I'm telling you, almost a daycare full of stuff that she wanted only a minuscule amount for. So God is gonna overwhelm us with the profits that come in from that and we'll be able to donate that and give that to the church. Now the reason I say this is our faithfulness is dependent on our blessings. So when we step out in faith and we do what God has asked us to do, he steps out in faith and he does what he has said he was going to do. So I, I want to challenge you today. If you have not been faithful to God in your tithe and your offering, I admonish you, please, you cannot beat God giving. Come on. No matter how hard you try, the more you give, the more he gives to you. And I am a witness of that very fact. And I want to just share that with you today just to encourage us all. Now, right now, uh, as far as the church is concerned, Tabernacle of Praise, we're sitting at about, uh, about 80% of our goal. Now, we have a tithe goal every year that the conference sets for us to, to bring in in order for us to keep a pastor uh, that 
does not have to be in a district, that we don't have to share with other churches. We don't want that, do we, Tabernacle of Praise? Amen. Do we want to have to share Pastor Fields and Sister Fields? No. We want to be selfish. We want them all for ourselves. So in order for that to happen, we have to step out. And we have to put our hands in our pockets. And we have to pull out what God has given us already that it belongs to him. We have to give that back to him. And we are getting so close. So let's be faithful. The remainder of this year, we can meet that goal. We can exceed that goal if we each, each of us make us a committee of one to do what God has commanded us to do. So I love you, and I just want to thank you, those who have been faithful. And I want to thank you, those who are going to be faithful. Because I know God is going to just bless you tremendously. Can the deacons come forward? Father, we bow before you this morning just thanking you for your graciousness, thanking you for your goodness, thanking you for the word that you have given to us, Father, that you will be faithful when we are faithful. We thank you for your diligence and your commitment to us as our Father, and we want to be diligent and committed to you as your children. And we just bless you this day, and we just thank you that you will bless the funds that come in, that they will be used, Father, for the uplifting and the enhancement of your kingdom in Jesus name amen those of you who want to give on cash app it is uh, dollar sign top giving dollar sign top giving thank you
Behold, I do a new thing. God has put something in you from the time that you were born that he wants you to declare it. He wants you to decree it. Today, we will manifest what God has already designed for you to be. Oh! 
I've been on a journey. My, my, my. God is so good. He designed it. He designed it. He has a plan for us. He has a purpose for us. And I thank God that he thinks enough of us to devise a plan. My granddaddy always would tell us, you got to have a plan. You got to have a plan. And so I thank God for his, his plan for my life. Amen. I feel like, I feel so much, but I'm a Set that over there and just get into this word. Amen. Before I lose track and take us somewhere, I don't think we're ready to go. But if you have your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 1, and we'll read um, 4 through 8. Um, the book of Acts, chapter 1, and we'll read verses 4 through 8 when you have it. Please stand with me in honor of the reading of the word of God. Acts chapter 4, chapter 1, verses 4 through 8, and you have it on the screen as well. Um, and it reads, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Verse Verse 6 says, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Verse 8 altogether, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. May the Lord add a blessing as we look at the topic, the Holy Spirit power. 
Holy Spirit power. Father, thank you so much for this privilege and this opportunity that you have given us to come before you. And as we consider this word today, we ask you to speak to us and through us and and that we will leave here with a new um, insight and new understanding um, about the things of God. Thank you so much for this privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of our mighty, mighty God. Um, Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 8, the Holy Spirit is promised to us. Jesus is having this dialogue, and it is being told through the eyes um, of Luke, um, the, the medical doctor. Um, he wrote the Gospel of Luke to a man named Theophilus. Um, Theophilus was was um, was um, a student, and man, and, and 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 Paul was teaching him about Jesus, um, sharing his faith, um, sharing his his beliefs um, with Theophilus, and and so the closing words of the Gospel of Luke states that. Uh, 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 Jesus led his disciples um, on this journey um, to Bethany. Um, he took them on this journey, and as they, as they gathered there um, for a while, he began to bless them um, right before his ascension, right before Jesus began to ascend, uh, right before their very eyes. And if I can just put a pen right there, um, oftentimes when I read this particular text and I hear this particular story of Jesus having this conversation with his disciples and, and as they're engaging, and if you, if, if you know like I know, and, you know, and I wasn't there, I wasn't there, but, but just my knowledge of Jesus, just my limited knowledge of Jesus, I, I would imagine as captivating as he is to us right now, uh, uh, he was even more so um, as he stood there and as he began talking to his disciples. And then Jesus began to ascend, began to levitate, if you will, began to just go upward. Uh, 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 I'm not talking some magician's some, some mugis- uh, trick that you see on YouTube or on TV where, 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 where they have some type of trick, elder, some type of prop. Uh, uh, no, Jesus didn't do tricks and, and Jesus didn't have any prompts or anything of that nature. Uh, uh, but this is the God, uh, the creator of all things, the one that told gravity how to function and how to do its job. And, and, and now Jesus is, is, is um, ascending. And, and Luke, this medical doctor here, is telling of the story to, to Theophilus. And as they're engaging uh, of the book of Acts, was, was, it, it, it was also written to Theophilus. And so when you look at Luke, uh, and, 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 and Luke began to talk to Theophilus, we jump over here to, to Acts chapter 1, uh, um, verses 4 through 8, and we see the story now continues because if you jump back, over to Luke, which we're not going there. You could do that in your own time. Uh, I'm not saying trust me, but I'm saying uh, uh, go back and check it out for yourselves. And, 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 and you will see that, that the last few verses of the book of Luke, 
Amen. It ends with the story of Jesus ascending. And now Acts picks up the story where now it goes a little bit deeper. Now we understand the conversation that was taking place. And so the book of Acts was written also to Theophilus and it provides additional information, if you will. It gives us a little bit more information on what was going on and what Jesus was was saying to his disciples before he ascended to heaven. And so Luke, I mean, so Acts chapter 1 verses 4 through 8, it records that final conversation. Amen. And and what follows is an explanation of Jesus's final words to his disciples. And so today I want us to just take a, 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 a little walk through uh, uh, at least three things. Uh, I, I want us to, to, to uh, talk about the promises uh, uh, that our loving father made to us. And also, I want us to talk a little bit about the power that is connected to the promise uh, that the father has left for us. And lastly, I want us to just have a little uh, uh, insight on the purpose Amen. Of it all. Uh, and, and so and so when we look at the promise uh, 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 the, the, the first thing we see here in this passage, as we look at Acts chapter one, verses four through five, the first thing we see is a promise. Uh, uh, the book of Acts picks up after Jesus uh, is resurrected from the grave. And just before he ascends to the right hand of the father, uh, uh, right there, just 10 days before the day of Pentecost, we see here that Luke chronicles the spreading of the Christianity from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and to all the parts of of the world and so eventually making its way to to Ghana and 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 St. Louis and making it all the way to Mexico and and Brazil and and the gospel is now being spread all over the land and at the end of Luke's gospel we find the story about two disciples on the road to Emmaus just after witnessing the crucifixion of Jesus. And again, if I can just put a pen right there, the disciples as they watched Jesus, as they broke bread with Jesus, as they began to uh, get to know Jesus just a little bit better because just let's just be real in here this morning, family of God, if some strange man just walked through these doors and said, come follow me, I just would like to know just how many would jump up up and follow without doing any type of check without doing any type of referencing i mean you never met this man before keep in mind the disciples never met jesus before it wasn't like they had some type of history lesson or some type of uh, or some type of friend that connected them with no 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 they didn't know him but yet jesus spoke in a way that allowed these men that caused these men to stop what they're doing most of them quit their jobs left their families and followed him and they broke bread with him they sat around campfires and they ate with him and they talked with him and let's just let's just go on and break it down uh, 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 they began to get to know Jesus on a more spiritual level now they're experiencing some things and finding out some things about themselves that they didn't know that they even had this issue with jealousy or this issue with envy they're learning now elder that they have some problems within themselves 
themselves uh, that there is some hatred going on, that there is some bitterness going on. They're finding out some things now and they're loving it. How do I know? Because they continue to stay with him. They continue to worship with him. They continue to fellowship with him. They continue to long to be with him. Oh no, oh no, it wasn't a diss, amen, when Jesus began to serve certain, say certain things to them. Oh, oh, it wasn't a diss. Um, uh, even the rebukes had love in them. So they began now to see uh, uh, that this promise, that Jesus is promising them something. So he tells these young men, Paul, you know, Luke is telling this story. And, and, and Luke said, he tells them, I need you to stick around just a little while longer. Because again, my family, I want you to understand, just as I was amazed at the fact that Jesus ascended, uh, had I had been there, I probably most likely would have been just as amazed as I witnessed my friend, as I witnessed my comrade, as I witnessed a, 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 a family member now, a man be brutally accused and brutally beaten and, 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 and brutally lashed and, and, and spat upon and, and, and kicked and, and, and slapped around. And, and, and stripped of his clothing I, I can just imagine I would have felt some kind of way and let's just be real in here today family of God uh, because as easy as we want to say we would have jumped in like Peter and pulled the sword amen let's just be real when the when the rubber meets the road uh, it's very difficult for any one of us in here to say what we were how we respond in a situation until we're actually in the situation oh it's easy for me to stand on this side of Jordan and talk about how I would have handled some things. Oh, it's easy to talk about how I would deal with some things when everything is looking good on my side of the street, when my grass is cut. Oh, it's easy to talk about the weeds in somebody else's yard when you got yours all manicured and looking good. I get it. I get it. You feel because yours looking good that you have the right to tell somebody else how theirs ought to look. But let's just be real in here today day my family the truth of the matter is none of us can really talk about what we would do in any situation until we find ourselves in it because that's when the rubber meets the road that's when you find out just what you're made of because all of us are in here are made of some things some of us can handle this and some of us can handle that some of us can't handle too much of anything but the reality is it's wrong of me to tell you how to deal with your problems Problems, uh, and how to handle your situation the best I can do for you uh, is to tell you how I dealt with mine uh, this is what I did uh, to get to where I am right now uh, I don't have no secret I don't have no hidden agenda the fact of the matter is I am what I am uh, because of who God is uh, that's all I got for you that's the only way I know how to deal with it uh, I can't tell you I read a book uh, on page 10 uh, chapter 3 uh, I, I can't do that uh, because that's not what I did. What happened to me is that I had an encounter about like these. I kind of went somewhere, but just stick with me if you don't mind. I had an encounter with a man called Jesus. I ran into him one day. I wasn't planning on it, my sister. I had not made it up in my mind, but it was him looking for me. Oh, I wasn't looking for him. Let's just be real in here today, family. None of us in here was looking for Jesus.
Jesus. But Jesus was looking for you. And when Jesus found you, he said, now I got you. Now this is what I'm going to do to get you closer to me. Come on in here a little bit closer. So I allow certain things to unfold. I allow doors to shut. I allow windows to close. I allow stuff to start breaking down because I need you to take a look at me. You're looking everywhere, but in my direction. Oh, that thing just took off right there. I didn't plan on it, sister, but 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 God is saying there are some things I'm trying to show you. There are some things I'm trying to put out there so you can understand that I know what you need. I know what you're in need of, but you're looking everywhere, but over in my direction. So while you're looking over there, I'm going to have to shut that down. And so he shut it down over there because God is trying to get your attention to look somewhere else. And then when you look over here and God is saying, I'm not over there. And you get comfortable looking over here. And now God got to shut that down. And now you're feeling some kind of way. Because every time you turn, stuff gets shut down. Every time you move, stuff gets shut down. And I'm just trying to help somebody this morning to let you know that the reason why God is shutting it down uh, because God is trying to wake you up. Uh, God is trying to help you to understand uh, that your deliverance uh, is not in the job. Uh, that your deliverance uh, is not in the house. Uh, the deliverance uh, is not in yourself. Uh, the deliverance uh, is not in your social media. Uh, the deliverance uh, can only come uh, from the creator of it all. Uh, your deliverance uh, is in Jesus. Uh, so he shut it down because he's trying to get you to look at him. And so the disciples are with Jesus. They're watching Jesus. They've come close to Jesus. They witnessed Jesus do miraculous things. They watched him as he fed the 5,000. They witnessed him as he woke up folk from the dead. They was right there with him when he began to walk on waters and began to speak to the raging sea. And the Bible says that the disciples were amazed at the fact that even the winds listened to this man. And so, and so, and so Luke is basically uh, in the book of Acts is laying it down, letting them know that now you've witnessed that. Now you've seen that. Now you've watched over that. Uh, now I need you to know that there is a promise that Jesus is saying is going to come upon you. So Jesus is saying, I'm going to send this promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit. I need you to stay there. I need you to stay right here in Jerusalem in Bethany. I need you to stay right here. Because there is a Holy Spirit. There is something that is coming. And I need you to be right here because this is where it's coming. See, too many times, too many times we look for God to bless us over here when God is really saying, I need you over there. And we get mad and flustered and frustrated because things ain't clicking and things ain't working and things ain't lining up. Because you somewhere you shouldn't be. God has said, I'm going to bless you over here in Bethany. I need you in Bethany. I need you right here. I don't need you where you feel you ought to be or where you think you ought to be. I need you where I said you need to be because that's where the blessing is going to come down. That's where your breakthrough is going to show up. You trying to get it in all these other forms and fashion and you're losing your mind because it ain't happening quick enough. But if you just stop 
and do what God say do, then you will be able to understand that he know exactly what you need before you're in need of it. You will understand at that point that God know exactly what he's doing. But see, when we continue to move around in our own space and move around in our own strength and begin to function in our own power and in our own authority, and now God is saying, you're not listening, so now I'm going to shut that down too. I want to be honest with you. That's my story. Uh And I got tired of God shutting stuff down. And I figured, let me get over here where God want me to be so I can see exactly what he's talking about. And and, and God had to let me know. He says, son, the more you, every time you go out there, you come back in. Every time you go out there in them streets, you come back in. Every time you do them drugs, you come right on back crying and pleading, Lord, forgive me. Every time you go out there and messing with them women, you come right on back in feeling some kind of way. Son, why do you keep going out there? Why not just stay in here? I think you will understand a little bit better if you just stick around just a little while longer. If you stay in here and quit going out there and coming back in and going out there and coming back in. I need just a couple of folk that don't mind staying in the house of God. That don't mind staying in the presence of an awesome God. Instead of running out and running in. I remember my mama told me when I was little. She said, boy, quit running in and out of that house. I need some folk that don't mind just staying in the house. Stay in the house because there is something that I'm promising that's going to show up if you stay in the house. You keep going out there, you're going to miss it because the promise of the Holy Spirit is coming and he's coming to those that are faithful and true. So not only did he promise us something when we look at the text, now we realize here that there is power that comes as a result of That's the second thing. Not only would the disciples receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit as the Father had promised them, but when the Spirit comes, the Bible says that they would receive anointing power. Oh yes, that's what I'm talking about. You see, that's what I need in my life. I need something that's going to help me walk right because I've tried it on my own. I need something that's going to help me live right. Because I've tried it on my own. I need some power. I need something stronger than me. I need something that's going to help me get right. I need some get right fluid in my life. Oh, I wish I had some help. Oh, I need something that's going to help me do right when I want to do wrong. I want something that's going to help me think right, keep my mind right. Quit thinking about all that stuff. I need something. And the Bible says right here in the text that said you will receive power. That the power is going to come. The Holy Ghost come. Association of power uh, with the Holy Spirit is typical as we read the pages of the Bible. Uh, we understand uh, uh, what about Samson uh, who tore the lion in half uh, with his bare hands uh, after the Bible says uh, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him uh, mightily. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, how about Saul? Uh, uh, he too was anointed king uh, over Israel. He was told that the Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully uh, upon him uh, and you will prophesy with him uh, and you will be changed uh, into a different person uh, oh yes uh, when Mary was asked uh, about the possibility uh, of her becoming pregnant uh, the Bible says uh, that the angel replied
tonight uh, that the Holy Spirit uh, will come upon you uh, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Uh, and what is clear from God's word uh, is that before Mary uh, encountered with the Holy Spirit uh, that she was not pregnant. Uh, but after her encounter, uh, she was. Uh, uh, there was a notable difference uh, in Mary's life. Uh, what am I saying? Uh, I'm saying that uh, when the Holy Spirit, uh, and I mean the Holy Spirit, uh, get a hold of you, uh, there ought to be a little difference uh, in your life. Uh, there ought to be a difference uh, in your attitude. Uh, there ought to be a difference uh, in the way you deal with things. Uh, when the Holy Spirit, uh, I'm talking about the true Holy Spirit, uh, when it falls on you, uh, now you hate uh, being around that life. Uh, now that life uh, is not pleasing to you anymore. Why? Because the Holy Spirit uh, has gotten a hold of you. Uh, now the things that you used to do, uh, now you don't do them anymore. Uh, and the places that you used to go, uh, you don't go anymore. Why? Because the Holy Spirit uh, has now gotten a hold of you uh, and now you don't want to do it anymore. Now it just make your stomach sick uh, when you take a smoke now. Uh, now it does something to you uh, when you watch that stuff now uh, because the Holy Spirit uh, has now stepped in your circumstances uh, shook up your situation uh, and now uh, you feel a little different now uh, because when the Holy Spirit falls uh, you ought to be different there ought to be a difference in you if I told you that God blessed me with the ability at the age of 57 to dunk a basketball oh, oh come on somebody oh yeah you know I ain't dunking I'm just saying I'm using it's an example it's an example uh, if God if I told you that God blessed me hey hey with that gift uh, to dunk a basketball like Michael Jordan I'm talking about come up in out of the hang time with your feet stretched out and you're floating from the top of the key uh, if I told you that I had that ability you would probably look at me the only way you're gonna know uh, that I've been blessed with that gift uh, is if you see something you're gonna have to see something oh I I wish I had some help. You're going to see something. Many of us are running around here talking about um, Christians, but we don't see nothing. You're talking about you love the Lord, but we don't see nothing. You're talking about you're faithful, but we don't see nothing. I'm not trying to be judgmental in here. I'm not trying to pick your brain or pick your life up. I'm just trying to help you to understand something that when you talk about the goodness of God and you're not being good, when you're talking about the faithfulness of God, uh, and you yourself not faithful uh, when you're talking about the love of God uh, and you yourself not loving uh, how can you talk about a good God uh, when you not being good uh, how can you talk about a faithful God uh, when you yourself not being faithful uh, oh we gotta understand brothers and sisters uh, that when God bless you with something uh, there will be a evidence uh, when God change your life uh, there will be evidence uh, when God does something amazing uh, there will be evidence uh, oh I I wish I had somebody uh, that understood what I'm talking about. Uh, that God makes no mistakes. Uh, that God not just all talking, no action. Uh, he's not going to just say something uh, and not do it. Uh, but God is a God uh, that stands on his word. Uh, he stands on his promises. Uh, oh, I feel it right there. Uh, that God is a God uh, that's going to back up what he's talking about. Uh, he's going to show you. Uh, he said, I'm going to show you uh, better than I can tell you. Uh, so I'm going to let you see it for yourself. Up. so Jesus says stay right there 
Hey. <laughs> uh, 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 stay right there. Uh, I need you to stay right there because there is something coming. There is something that's going to come and it's going to change your life. Uh, but I need you to stay right there. Quit moving around. Quit jumping around, bouncing around like a little bouncing baby boy. Uh, I need you to stay right there uh, and quit jumping all over the place. Uh, I need you to stick right, stick in there. Stay in there. Yes, it gets hard. It gets rough. Uh, but it's not about that uh, because you need to understand that I am the creator of it all. Uh, that I'm the master of it all. Uh, so if it's rough, it's because I made it rough. But guess what, family of God? I didn't make it so rough where you can't handle it. So if you just stick around a little while longer, you will see it for yourself. So he promised us something there. And he shows us if you stick around that I'm going to show you that you have power. Oh yeah, Samson showed us that. Samson, Samson showed us that he had power. We saw that he had God's power. Holy Ghost power. You see, Samson was able to do what he was able to do because of the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Paul, Paul was able to do what he was able to do because of the power of the Holy Ghost. So we understand that God said, I'm going to promise you something. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you that I'm going to give you this power. You see, we have to understand that when God talks to us about praying, he said, if you ask, if you seek, if you knock, there are some things that's going to happen. But what we have to understand in context, that Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. Oh, I wish I had somebody right there. He was letting us know that the Holy Spirit, you see, when Jesus speaks these words, he is speaking to them in direct referencing to the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus is telling us that when we ask for the Holy Spirit, we will be given the Holy Spirit. And when we seek the Holy Spirit, we will find him. Oh, you understand what I'm talking about? That when we knock on the doors of heaven with our prayers for the Holy Spirit, that God will open up to us the windows of knowing him completely. So God understands that when the Spirit comes, he is coming with power. Oh yes, he's coming with power. Power to walk uprightly in a world given in sin. Power to avoid the temptations of the flesh. Power to resist the devil. Power over drugs and alcohol. Power over anger and sexual sins. Power to understand the word of the living God. Power to teach and preach the word of God. But not only that, that when the disciples received the Holy Spirit, they were given a power to speak the word of God boldly. They were given power to go places where normally they would not go. They were given that power to be able to stand when everybody else falls. Power just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Power to stand when everybody else taking a knee. Power to walk. Power to talk. That's why I don't bar anybody anymore. Oh, I don't stop right there because you don't have to like me. You don't even have to love me. But I guarantee you this. Please don't die hating me because I understand that my God, my God is a faithful God. That my God is a deliverer. And he is a way maker. 
Oh, let me get out your way. Let me get on out your way because I understand that we serve a God that is able to do mighty works. God, he confirmed the testimonies of these disciples as they moved according to the word of God. The sick were healed. The dead was raised. The blind received their sight as a result of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't their power. It wasn't their might, but it was through the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. Now they're able to go out and do the same thing that Jesus was able to do. They were amazed at the fact that Jesus had raised Lazarus. They were amazed at the fact that Jesus raised Jairus' daughter. They were amazed at all those things. But now that the Holy Ghost, oh I wish now that the Holy Ghost has come upon them. Now the, the, the word of God says that they are doing these same things but they're doing it on a more powerful level. You see Jesus in his ministry Jesus was confined to time. Jesus could be in one place at one time. But he said if you just hold on in there I'm going to send something down here. That now you can go over here in Judea. Now you can go over here in Samaria. Now you can go over here in all these different places and the same God that worked over there is the same God that will work over here. That's why we don't need to have any haters in the house because the same God that is blessing over there is the same God that is blessing over here. Oh I wish I had somebody understanding me that the same God who understands every last one of us understand exactly what we need so we can't hate on nobody because somebody's on the upward bow. We can't hate on anyone because somebody's getting their blessing. You just hang on in there and learn how to celebrate somebody else. Learn how to be appreciative of, of somebody else's blessing and learn how to thank God even if it's not your turn. If you stay in line long enough, your turn will be there. And if he's in there, if he's, if he's blessing your neighbor, don't get mad. Don't get upset. That's just letting you know that God is in your neighborhood. So don't hate on nobody. Just hang on in there. Don't get mad at nobody because God is a sinner. You my child. You my daughter. What makes you think I'm going to leave you out? But I need you to understand something. I want to bless you, but I want to make sure you can handle it. I'm going to give you what you need, but I want to make sure you're going to keep it. I'm going to give you your breakthrough, but I just want to make sure you know what to do with it. I don't want you to get the big head. I don't want you to start talking down on body. I don't want you to start acting like a fool, but I want you to be able to be a blessing to somebody else. So I'm going to let you go through a little something. I'm going to let you hang out over here on trouble side. I'm going to let you hang out over here on the island of Patmos just a little while longer because when I send you help, when I send you anointing, when I send you anointing, when I send you help right there, then you will know that I am that I am. When I send the breakthrough, you will know that I am all that I am. You will understand and you will know that it wasn't your good looks, that it wasn't your personality, it wasn't your pedigree, it wasn't your checking account, but it was the goodness of Jesus. Jesus, the way maker, my mind regulator, a heart fixer, the one that is able to do all things but fail. He is the bomb in Gilead. He is a way out of your situation. We just got to learn to let go and let God. That's the purpose right there. You have the promise. You have the power. And now the purpose. The purpose is for you to tell somebody. Tell somebody.
tell somebody about Jesus. That's the reason why we are here. It's the reason why we gather. That's the reason why we come together as a family. Not to show what we have. But so that God can take us to that place not made with hand. I'm about to finish right here. You see, we have to understand that Jesus understood the being his witness was not going to be easy. Uh, that's why he's encouraging his disciples with these words that, that I hope they encourage us this morning. Uh, uh, know when they bring you to the synagogue and, and the magistrates and the authorities, do not worry about what you're going to say. You see, many times we don't want to share our faith because we don't want to be challenged. We don't want nobody to question us about what we believe because we're not sure ourselves about what we believe. Uh, we don't want that confrontation. We don't want to have nobody asking us about the Sabbath because we still struggle with it ourselves. We're hitting and missing. So how can I tell somebody else about the Sabbath when I'm not faithful and true to the Sabbath? How, how can I tell somebody about the health message when I myself ain't faithful to the call? And so we stay away from that. But Jesus wanted the disciples to know uh, that I don't need you to be fearful about what to say. Because when the Holy Ghost come upon you, you will begin to speak with boldness. You will begin to speak in a way that you will be amazed at yourself. But see, we can't enter into that space because we're not getting out. What am I saying? We have a revival coming up. We have a revival coming up. And looking out here this morning, if each one of us was to bring one, if each one of us in here would bring one, but here it is. You have to be here. See, this is where the breakdown kicks in. Because we can't expect people to come if we're not coming. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. I get it. I understand we're in, this, we're in this social media frenzy right now where it's just so easy for us to stay home. But yet, let's just be real in here today. We can go and do a whole lot of other stuff on this day. That's what we do. Now, I'm not here as a preacher. You say, I'm not here to preach at nobody. I don't know how the preacher can say that. But I'm here to just love on you and help you down the road. That's what I'm doing. Not to, not to put nobody on front street, not to make nobody feel uncomfortable, but to let you know that if you want to see Jesus and if you want your church to grow, it's not going to do it by osmosis. I have not learned or known anybody to take a book and put it under their pillow, go to sleep, and wake up with the knowledge it doesn't work that way you gotta put some work in you gotta put some work in you gotta be dedicated you gotta be committed it's the only way that it's gonna work and it's not up to the preacher to try to win the whole city even Jesus had 12 if it was set up that way Jesus wouldn't have got 12 he would have just walked through the streets baptizing folk, healing folk, 
delivering folk. He wouldn't have spent that time with these disciples breaking it down to them the way that he did. So it's more than just one. It takes all of us. It takes all of us. We're getting ready in the next couple of weeks. We're going to go out into the community and I want it to be a slam pack jam festival but we put these flowers out in our community and let them know that we are here that we're here we're not just a, a light on a hill we're more than just a light on a hill we want you to know that when you find yourself in difficult times you can come to that light and we'll point you to the true light that this is a safe space a place where love resides. A place, a place where family coexists. Where love is not just a word. But this is who we are. So Father, simple appeal. There may be somebody here that, that need to make that connection with Jesus. Someone here today, you, you've been jumping in and out the boat. You've been jumping in and out the house. You've been running here. You've been running there. And you continue to find yourself back here. And now you're saying, preacher, I'm tired of running. I'm in. I'm all in. I'm in it to win it. I'm in it 100 if you're that person and you want to connect with Christ and you want to make this your family, you really want to get in with Jesus. And you're looking for baptism. We want to invite you to come down this morning. I'm standing right here waiting on you. Is there one? And don't worry about who's looking. See, when you go standing before God on judgment, you, it's just going to be you and him. It's not going to be a line where folk are going to be hearing what the conversation is about. But the reality is they don't want you to hear what they got going on. So if there's one, please come on down. Come, come and meet me at the altar. Come meet me down here. It's okay. Is there one? Is there one? Sister, come down here. Meet me down here. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. God bless you. Stand right here. Elder, could you come and stand with her? Is there someone else? It's okay. It's okay. Love you. Love you much. Love you much. Is there another? It's okay. Is there another? This is the time. This is it. If there ever was a time, this is that time. I'm telling you. Get in. And don't ask nobody to lock the door behind you. You lock it. And then break the lock off so you can't escape. You see, I took the brakes off. I'm rolling with Jesus. I don't know how to stop if I know if I wanted to. I can't stop. I don't know how to stop. Jesus is steering me everywhere I go. And he's been faithful. Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? We're going to pray. Father God, again, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. We ask you, we ask you, God, if you can just 
just be with us this morning. Be with my dear sister here who has made a decision to follow you all the way. I pray, oh God, that you will cover her now. You know what her desires are. You know what she needs. We pray that we will be able to connect with her and that we would get, get her in a place where she see you as her father, her Lord and her king. Save her for thy kingdom, oh God. Baptize her with the Holy Spirit. Fill her with your love. And we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You have her. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord one more time, saints, for that powerful message. Woo. The Holy Spirit was definitely in this house today. You need to take that and share that message, amen. Bible says, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be witnesses. You don't get the Holy Ghost just to say, I got the Holy Ghost, but God wants you to do something with it. So we're just gearing up for the big evangelism we want to thank God sister Mercedes came up and that's just the first fruits all heaven is rejoicing amen amen every time we come to church we need to put that appeal and somebody makes need to make a decision to follow God all the way so we thank God so let's stand as the deacons come to be dismissed and we're going to tell the world about Jesus Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the gift of your Holy Spirit, Lord, to lead us and guide us into all truth, Father. Don't let us be comfortable in sin. Trouble us, Father. We thank you for that gift, Lord, Father. And we pray that you bless Sister Mercedes, bless her family, keep her, Lord. Let her seal that decision in heaven to follow you all the way, no turning back. She's going to stay right there with you, Jesus. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forevermore. And the church said together, amen and amen.
Came to glorify, I just came to bless. 